0: Uh, one thing I noticed that you've been mentioning that academics in the universities here have a bias which, which is obvious from your writings. And uh, what they do seem to have a tremendous impact in the in Indian psyche. So have you thought of or have you figured out a way of infiltrating, that's probably a bad word, but getting into the academics here, so that we have some supporters in at Harvard and Princeton and Columbia. So I already answered okay. that. I already answered that. Uh, I funded a visiting professorship at Harvard. I brought uh, Arvind Sharma, made him into a star. It was useful. I har- I funded another uh, Ashok Akluchka, who who's one of the prominent Sanskritists at Harvard. There was a there was a, there was a, there was a Harvard roundtable on Indology where they talk about the archaeological evidence of the Harappan civilization, the philological evidence, all kind of dig- all kind of evidences to put together a history of ancient India. I funded it for five years in a row. So, I have done that. So, when people offer me advice, the first thing I ask them is, have you actually done it to be able to give me advice. I have done this in Colombia. I funded a, pro- a, a, a a whole graduate level course called non-dualism non-dualist philosophies, Hindu, Buddhist, Jain, quantum physics, all kind of non-dualist philosophies, I put that. I funded uh, a, with the Buddhist center uh, at Tibet House, a huge world conference at Woodstock, four-day conference with the top thinkers on uh, Indian civilization, its history and we had 40 brilliant top academic people, all very well known. I funded University of California, Santa Barbara, uh, studies on uh, 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 science and religion from an Eastern spiritual <coughs> point of view, Hindu-Buddhist point of view on science and religion uh, with a very prominent uh, physicist. And then after three, four years, we were outbid by Templeton Foundation who took our curriculum, who took our people, but gave them ten times the money, captured all of them. And the university said, we'd love to stay with you, but, you know, now we're talking in millions and I couldn't match it. So, they took it and turned, it, turned all that knowledge into Christianity. I funded for nine years, quarter uh, million dollar budget on the University of Hawaii, and turned it into the preeminent center for Indian thought and Indian philosophy. We have a little book called Infinity Foundation and in University of Hawaii. You can download it free from our website. I can or I send you a printed book. And in short, we had distinguished lectures every year for so many lecturers. We gave Ph.D. grants to students who wanted to study Indian philosophy, Indians or westerners, uh, from a proper point of view. And we thought that we are seeding the next generation of thinkers. So, I have done that. And then I tracked these people in their career to see whether after they got their job they were loyal or not. And then I wrote a report to those people saying, look what is happening. After they leave, they are gone. And some of them are the biggest attackers of Hinduism because they now have the knowledge. Now they have been trained. So, it's like they have come into your shakha, and they have gone out and now they are going to beat you. It's like you send people to the Pakistani army to mm-hmm. learn and become a soldier and learn all their weapons, then he comes back and he tells you. So, this is called the uter. So, I have done that. Then I have done in uh, University of Texas, Austin, we funded one guy. We funded uh, people, I mean, I could just go out. Princeton University of funded. I have more experience in funding American Academy, then all these other guys who are now doing it as a fashion put together. Okay. I have not only more experience in number of grants but, and in the amount of money, but personal hours spent engaging. It's not just writing a check and getting a thank you from them and feeling very happy. And for an annual day is they invite me and say some nice things about me and I'll feel they're doing good work. It's not like that. So, the issue is uh, this penetration is infiltration is a more complex job than going to the university and funding them. What you have to do is you have to understand the mechanism by which they work. So, if you take top ten topics on Hinduism, there will be some topic, specialized group teaching, studying women's issues. That's all they do, women's issues, feminists. Another group studies Dalit issues. They are not the same people. Do not think that there is one group. Another group studies Aryan issues. You see. Another group studies minority relationship with minorities. So, if you take up ten controversial issues, there are ten different camps, cabals, cartels, huh? ten different paramparas. So, Wendy Doniger's parampara is different than Vichas' parampara. Wendy Doniger's parampara is only Freudian psychoanalysis. How do you Freudian psychoanalyze Hinduism? So, you have to first get a map of the landscape which is what I was telling Rajat Gupta. You have to do industry analysis and do due diligence and say these are the 10 paramparas on these 10 topics. And this, uh, which one am I going to specialize in. So, I tell people who want to fund something, pick one topic, pick one issue, pick one parampara of that issue. Target that you want to change. You will spend 10 years, you will be lucky if you can make an impact on one thing. Do not this mishmash, kabhi bhangada ho gaya, kabhi amne, uh, ka class, ka, lecture zaal diya, wahaan per kisi ne or kar diya. That is just diluting yourself, making a fool of yourself. Because you cannot make an impact in a highly specialized field like the academics is. You cannot make an impact being a generalist. You have to make an impact only being as specialized as they are. And if you take up women's issues, I will respect you. Okay. Or you take up Dalit issues, I will respect you. You want to say in your charter that this issue, we will make an impact in 10 years. We will go to every conference. We will read every paper, every dissertation, every scholar. We will understand their position. We will give responses to it. If you are doing it that way, I will respect you. But none of our people are doing it that way. It's too much hard work. They are lazy, tamasic, simple. They want some glory. They want to be in the good books of all these people and get their pictures taken out in the newspaper. It doesn't work. Yeah. So this business of engaging them is an important one if you know how to do it the way I'm telling you. Now if you want to do it that way, take women's issues. okay So we take one issue, women's issue. It is a very big establishment. It has got, I would say in the last three paper, three years, everyone who's written on women's issues in India, in every journal, from history point of view, sociology point of view, anthropology point of view, religion point of view, politics point of view, human rights point of view. From all the different points of view, all the different journals, written a view that you would not agree with, that you and I would not agree with. You will find 300 to 500 people just in that one parampara. You will find them situated in Indian universities all over the place with degrees from here. You will find them in major universities, you will find them in Georgetown. You will find them in George Washington. You will find them in all these places. So, you know, I am telling you forget this big business about Hinduism, it's too big. Just take one issue and just focus on that. So, our people without, it's like saying ki hum teer kaman ke saanth, wo tank army ke mm. Haan apna food, be, <laughs> This is the problem. So, what you need, what you need is a training academy where you can train Large numbers of people to become very tough thinkers, debaters, arguers, rigorous people. And the amount of money needed for full-time faculty to do the training and scholarships for the students and then getting them jobs because the student cannot be some part-time housewife who doing it for personal knowledge but then won't learn. This is what happened with the Hindu University in Florida. They didn't produce a single faculty because they are not of the quality grade of knowledge. They more like hobby and personal enhancement. Not one person got a job as a faculty or as a teacher anywhere after ten years. So it was a waste of money. Millions of dollars gone for no reason. So you have to say, I am going to produce faculty. Okay, I am not producing undergraduates who go into medical school and they took one course in Hinduism. It doesn't do me any good. If I am giving money to a place like University of Southern California, which does not produce PhDs in religion. It's a waste because then you're not producing the faculty for the next generation. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if all you're doing is undergraduates learning whose major is in business or major in the Indian that they're learning, that is like the Baal We at university for three million dollars. You don't need to do that. Okay. If if the person is learning as a as a curiosity, he is not going to take that knowledge and pass it on because he's not a teacher. So you have to do PhD production which has of a standard where they will get jobs in universities. And USC doesn't have a religious studies PhD program. So, it's a waste of time, a waste of money to put it there. You can't put it there because they are in my neighborhood and they like me and I am a nice guy. I will I'll put take all the money and put it there. It's a bad use of money for that. Okay. Now, if you want to produce a PhD production center of Hinduism, is you want to produce a faculty in one place, where they are going to crank out uh, 20 PhDs in the next five years. And those 20 PhDs you can put in jobs somewhere. (coughs) Then you got the beginnings of a strategy. Okay. Now, then you can say I am going to produce women's studies from a Hindu point of view. And we are going to give PhDs in that specialized area in this particular university. Now, first thing you have to do is find out how many faculties it takes to have a PhD program. It takes minimum five faculties. One professor cannot produce a Ph.D. because he doesn't have the bandwidth for everything required. You need one person who is a Sanskrit expert. You need one or two people who are text experts like Mahabharata or and these people to be different. A person who is a Sanskrit expert may not be another kind of expert. Then you need somebody who knows women's issues, women's studies issues. Then you're, so, if you look at the specialized knowledge which are required by the American standards of Ph.D., to be a Ph.D. in women's studies, The specialized topics that the person has to cover requires a faculty of 5. You have a faculty of 5, then those guys can be a PhD program and you can crank out PhDs. So, just putting one faculty here and one faculty there is a waste of money. Okay. Because those guys cannot produce uh, future teachers. So, the point is, you know, it's like you are in business. You need distribution channels. So, distribution channel you need to make a Walmart or you need to make a cut target or you need to make some kind of a store. Now, that requires a critical mass of certain assets, certain number of people, certain, you know, certain capital. If you have one Dukhandar, one shopkeeper here and one shopkeeper there, you don't get a Walmart, you know. So, if you don't get a Walmart, you don't have the benefit of a retail channel that you need. So, the reason you want to infiltrate the academy is to create, to topple the old research with new research. Mm -hmm. Now, research is created through academic journals. Not uh, uh, your neighborhood uh, Hindu organization producing a journal. That is not academic, nobody recognizes it. An academic journal is a journal which counts in your academic career when you list what they will ask you, what is your publication record. A talk you gave at the Hindu event is not counted as a publication. In the academic world it is not counted as a publication. It has to be an academic journal. So, the academic journal itself has to be certified and has to be accredited as being worthy of being an academic journal. So, if you want to make an impact for publications, you must control an academic journal, you must have enough of your people on the academic journal and then you must have this centre which is producing Hinduism idea on women's studies. And get their publications into your academic journal. Then you want to control a conference which is going to happen every year on that particular topic. And not some some BJP guy coming giving a talk, some guy from India coming giving a talk, some local temple guy giving a talk. It's not like that. That has no value except uh, amongst us. Okay. If you really want to infiltrate the academic world, then sir, I will suggest you do a study like I am just telling you. You first do a study of what it takes. Yeah, and, and little money here and there is a waste. It's like if you dig 10 wells shallow, it's a waste of, you won't get water. You take all that money you dig one deep well and you will get water. Yeah. So, our, our, I have done this mistake. I have done some good things also. But at least I have learned. I have done it so that I am learning from it. And I can write, I can tell you, I gave funds to this guy, what happened after he got the funds, what he did wrong. Or maybe he did it right but his PhD advisor didn't let him through. Or maybe he did it right but nobody would publish his book. I have been through that. So, I am telling you these are the mistakes we should not make. At least I have learnt and I have become who I am by making mistakes. But our people are just throwing away huge sums of money. I wish I had 10% of what these guys are spending and I can produce some good value out of it. So, I would not Indoors, just throwing away money, hoping you will win them, just scattering all this money. Same project of, you. if you build a, a seminary in Hindu, is a Hindu seminary in India, <coughs> like you have seminaries here. Seminary is where you are teaching people at postgraduate level and they become thinkers, scholars and then you plant them in various jobs. If you produce, like we have IITs producing tech people for export, we should have a seminary which is producing world class Hindu scholars and your, it will be very cost effective in India. You get a, f- a friendly state or whatever, produce a Hindu seminary and give them advanced degrees and teach them world religions, teach them comparative religions, teach them all Western <coughs> thought, Indian thought, like they should know. Mm-hmm. So, they should not just know Sanskrit in our tradition. They should be able to debate on anybody's stuff. Teach them good articulation and debating skills and media skills. And if you produce a whole lot of such people, I call that the home team. I coined the phrase the home team. And I started writing, uh, uh, giving talks about the home team for 15 years. Now, nobody helped me build the home team. They took my buzzword, started raising funds for this organization, that organization is the name of funding this chair, that chair. Uh, and they haven't really taken the full message. They have taken a partial message and turned it into some kind of a personal campaign of theirs. So, I have some problems but good question. Okay. Ah, it's a good question because it gave me a chance to uh, vent my ideas on. <laughs> now, my name is Rajan Narayan. We met January 26th in Mumbai too. Yes. Yes. So uh, the question, <laughs> I would like to hear further on the Gupta story, what impact he had in the final decision or whatever he did. Okay. Rajan is a very smart guy. So I created a awkwardness that you are a great, uh, the greatest uh, management consultant, you are supposed to do industry analysis. Me, just some ordinary small guy coming and saying after an industry analysis, you are the one with the tens of millions to donate and you haven't done the industry analysis. I, I, and, and, you know, he almost had this kind of a saying, okay, okay, show me your industry analysis. I wasn't just going to show it to him. So, I said that, Rajiv, you do this. So, he did something very smart. He said, you know, this is so important, and he told this guy, Krishna, who was the third person present, who had brought us together? He said, You know, you should meet Amartya Sen, he will help you. <laughs> Very nice. Very good. I'm going to tell my friend and you'll hear from me. And then you never, of course, hear anything. Else. So supposedly I was supposed to hear back from Amartya but I never heard back. Krishnan called Amartya Sen and started with the most non controversial part of my life non-controversial part of the life saying, Infinity Foundation has produced many volumes on the history of Indian science and technology. And this is a very important contribution and it should be part of the discourse. So, when you are starting your South Asia program for which you are getting funding from everywhere, then it should all, it should not be only about politics and so on, it should also be about the history of science and technology in India. And he tried to get Amartya Sen hooked that way. trying. But Amartya is very smart. Quickly he called his girlfriend Martha Nussbaum. And you know, Martha Nussbaum wrote this book on all these Hindu fanatics and saffron with a full chapter, chapter 8 of me. You know that. I am famous because of the whole chapter on me, on, uh, you know, all the Hindu problem going on. So, obviously, these people have such a quick network. Unlike us, we are not networked. And we don't learn from each other's experience. And if somebody has had a bad experience, then another guy will still go and do a deal with him. Yeah. But unlike us, we are fragmented and divided and so on, jockeying for position. On their side, if I am blacklisted with Bomb, then I, Amartya Sen is not going to talk to me. That's how it is. That's how people close ranks, that's how teams are formed and they are, they are a very well-oiled machinery. So, it went nowhere because he passed it on to Amartya Sen, Amartya Sen being who he is, he didn't want anything to do with me. And then uh, uh, Krishna went back to or I went back to Rajiv Gupta and said, you know, can you get us somebody else to help you? Then he passed on to somebody even worse, Sugata Bose. Sugata Bose in Harvard, uh, you know, he's, he's a, great, great, uh, his great-grand-uncle was Chandra Bose. And Sugata Bose wrote his dissertation on how Chandra Bose, his great-grand-uncle was a fascist. Okay. So, he got into Harvard like that. You can imagine. I mean, this is like <laughs> VIP channel. Mm-hmm. So, that is his career. He has really produced a whole lot after that. His book on South Asian history starts with the greatness of Mughal Empire. Pale was bunch of tribes and fighting and uh, these uh, Aryans coming and whatnot and yes. and what, some a bunch of people. Then the civilization starts with the Mughals. Yeah, that is Zuhgad And his very close, the person who lived with him in England and was a student was this Aisha Jalal. Who is a Pakistani? Maybe she's in Tufts University, or maybe now she's in Harvard or not. I so mean, they're together. So, they are, and I have critiqued all these people. I have exposed them, I've exposed their links, I've exposed who funded this and what was going on. And so, they, they know when they see my name, they know it's bad news. That if I, I have to come in, I'll talk about all this. So, it didn't go anywhere. And, and my, uh, see, I've had the ability, I have the courage, and my loyalty to my tradition to walk away from a very high profile prestigious relationship because I feel it compromises who I am. I would rather be loyal to who I am than try to have my ego stroked by some very important people. I was into Harvard in a very big way as the only Indian and Hindu sponsoring events and in the 90s there was no Tata's there, there was no uh, uh, this uh, uh, Mahindra, the Mahindra funding there, there was no Infosys. None of these guys had arrived. They were not into all these things. I was there. I was felicitated. I was brought in by the dean. I was given all this VIP treatment. I stayed in the uh, uh, university guest house. I did all of that in the 90s. But I realized that the treatment of India after all of this, was not on par with the treatment of China. Because in the case of China, the government was involved. And the the billionaire businessmen who were involved were very, very nationalistic. Whereas our government is not involved in promoting and our uh, billionaire businessmen are only promoting themselves. They want a seat in the board because it will be good for business. They are not really promoting India or Hinduism. They say they are but they are just giving the money and letting them do whatever they want with it. Now, there was one very good uh, Prabhu, there was one uh, Pramanath Rath, some name like that. He was the Indian consul general in New York. (coughs) So, when he became the consul general, he called me and said everybody has told me that there are a lot of issues we didn't even know about but they have told me you are the expert, I should consult with you. So, he came in his limo to my house in Princeton, spent a whole day and I gave him this kind of a talk of what is going on, what is not, And I must say he was very sincere. While he was there he was very sincere. He said, the first thing I'll do is I'll organize a talk in the consulate. And I'll bring important people Would you be willing to give a talk. I said, sure. So, he had a luncheon, three-hour talk, Q&A and talk. And there were all these people from Columbia University, New York University, many of them were our sepoy types in those universities. But the consul general didn't know the difference between one kind and the other kind. They're all sort of nice people and they all have good things to say about secularism, democracy, India, related this, that. But beneath it what they are doing they didn't know. Like Gauri Vishwanath, all these kind of big scholars, big well-known scholars were there. So, he organized them in a U-shaped and I am standing here giving a talk with a PowerPoint on my experience of how India and Hinduism are portrayed in the American academy. You have example, 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 a lot of them. And you can see, you can anticipate, create a huge with these people sitting there. Yeah? And uh, he, he was supporting in spite of all these guys saying. He didn't sort of sell me out and say, okay, Rajiv, you are out. These are the, this is the power base, power structure of New York. I am going to be on their side. He was pretty good. He supported And then after that, every time he would be invited as the Indian consul gen- guy at some big event, he would call me for advice. So, one day he calls me that he said I am on my way to Harvard and there is a South Asia conference. What should I say? So, I said first thing, who else is on the panel? Who is moderating? Tell me that. Because then I can look it up and tell you a little bit. Have you checked them out? He said no, 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 they must be good people because I was invited by Sugata Bose and this one, that one. <laughs> so, I said but you know you don't know what you are getting into. So, I wish you told me a few days earlier. So, at least he read out, he said, okay, there is this guy, there is that guy. I said, I'll call you back. So, I called him back. The chair of the uh, uh, moderator of that panel was a Khalistani. Mm -hmm. I told him that this guy in the Asia Society website, Mm -hmm. they've listed him and uh, 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 he's uh, he's been felicitated there and these are his positions. Another person on the panel was a Kashmiri separatist. Uh, who is this, uh, this uh, furniture place, what is it called? Very famous. Ethan Allen. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Ethan Allen. Ethan Allen. Uh, the chairman owner of Ethan Allen. Uh, what is his name? I forget the name. Yeah. Uh, he is a, he's a Kashmir <coughs> and he supports Kashmir separatism. And on his website, on the Asia society website in New York, uh, this guy, still he was at that time a board member and his son, died fighting the Indian forces in Kashmir. He mentioned it mm-hmm. It's Fun died fighting the Indian forces in Kashmir. Now what more do you need by in terms of knowing who he is? Mm-hmm. I told this to the Carl <clears throat> He immediately you turned back. He said I'm not going to go. He said I call in some reason. I don't want to be trapped. I said they'll make a fool out of you. They'll have it on video camera. They'll go be they'll put the whole audience of certain kind of people. <laughs> and this is this is where a Chinese guy would never go for that trap. He would never go for that trap. He would refuse to accept a one-sided, a one-sided moderator and a one-sided panel to just dump on him. At least there was this one consul general who was like that. But then he left and others came and whatnot. I found that the Ministry of External Affairs and the Indian embassies and consuls, they are not really into our in it Not into in They have felicited some authors who are on the other side in the Indian embassy. And never, not only never invited me, never let me even be a respondent to a talk like that. Never. All one